0: Welcome to Rise Resolute. If you are open to being inspired by gritty women who have pushed through difficulties and finding motivation in the way we are all connected, this podcast is for you. I am so excited to have Healthy Thrower on the podcast today. She's a collegiate javelin thrower, and she's here to share some of her journey with us. So welcome. Welcome. Hi, thank you. Um, so we're going to refer to you as HT today. And um, HT, if you would just give us a little background on who you are and where you come from.
1: So I have been in, uh, around track my whole life. Um, I've grown up in a track family. Uh, my dad, threw Joplin, as a child all the way into the high school, and was a collegiate thrower. And then my grandpa was his coach, and he competed as well in track and field. So it has always been a part of my life. Um, growing up, and so it wasn't really a question for me whether or not I wanted to be involved in it. I knew that it was important to my family and therefore became very important to me, and I also grew up with the influence of my dad's athletes all all around me. He coached for 20 years um, as I was growing up, and so I always got to see them, and I always wanted to be a part of what they were doing and get to pursue that excellence in sport like them, so that's always been a part of my life, and that's kind of how I found myself Involved in track in the
0: first place. Very cool. And how did you end up choosing Javelin? I'm just interested.
1: Yeah, um, so that's what my dad did was throw Javelin. And so as a kid, um, I would go to practice with him and I started throwing um, the plastic turbo Javelin when I was like eight years old just so I could, you know, do stuff at practice with him. And so I wasn't disrupting anything. I just did what he did and then I just started to grow and grow and I decided I wanted to. Continue to grow into that as I
0: became became a high schooler. So yeah, it just kind of happened like that. Very cool. That's awesome. So before we get started into learning a little bit more about your journey, HT, um, I'm going to start off with a quote as per usual. And listeners, this is a quote that HT has selected. It's short and it's sweet, but it's super powerful and it relates to her own personal journey. So here it is. How long should you try until. And that quote is by Jim Rohn. And I'm so excited to hear more about how that relates to your life, HT. So let's jump right into it if we can. Um, Why don't you give the listeners some background on some of the challenges that you faced in your sport and in your life?
1: Okay, so uh, right off the bat, one came very successful for me. I started off young with some very early success which doesn't seem like that would be a challenge, but it actually resulted in me putting an insane amount of pressure on myself because I had what I considered, like, very considerable success to begin my career with. And the following year, after my freshman year in high school, when things were very, very good for me and I qualified for all my meets and things were very good, um, my next year, I just felt like an insane amount of pressure And in reality, looking back, I see it like all of me placing it upon myself, but I felt like I just had to do more and more incredible things in my job one career and having my dad as my coach, I felt like I always needed to be the best and having grown up in the sport and knowing so many of the people surrounding it, I felt like I had to like live up to that in a way. And because I had such amazing opportunities to train, I felt like I had to live up to that. And that actually resulted in some pretty intense anxiety for me. And so, although I was, felt like I was doing everything right with my training physically, mentally, um, I started to struggle a lot. And it resulted in some pretty um, painful experiences in my season following that success because I just kept falling short and short and short. And, like, for anyone who knows Javelin, that's this thing, like, I'm talking, like, 40 feet under my PR, which is very very considerable distance um when you're in the beginning stages and so that was like very hard for me to come from like a place where I knew what I was capable of and I knew what I had accomplished and then to continually fall short and have it be more of a mental issue than a physical issue was super challenging for me to like navigate and kind of deal with because I couldn't like it was hard for me to express
0: what was going on in my head as I'd be on the runway, just like completely panicked, even though I knew exactly what I was supposed to be doing. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, I think that a lot of people probably can relate to this story and it's, you know, it's, it's one that gets a lot of us. And it's the pressure that you're talking about that you would put on yourself. And I think that we all fall victim to that. Unfortunately, um, you know, we have these expectations for maybe, the way one event is going to turn out or maybe the way that our, we feel like our lives are going to go and it, it veers off a different direction and it's hard to reset it's hard to accept that you know sometimes things don't go like we think they will and you know that it's okay and so and I really like the piece that you said too that you know sometimes it's more of a mental issue than a physical one and so our minds are so important and um, so how did you deal with that HT how did you um, conquer the mental battle and get yourself in a place to be you know to PR again
1: um well it took um three years to PR again actually and it was a very difficult journey because I didn't really want to accept that I wasn't where I needed like where I actually was like I had this idea in my head that I was still this like freshman hopeful with so much potential where in reality I was like needed to work on my process and that was really hard for me because I already wanted to be perfect I had this like expectation for myself to already be this incredible thrower with all these like accomplishments but in reality I needed to break down some more of my fundamentals and my process and so that was like super hard for me and other thing that was really hard for me was like seeing people who didn't train necessarily in my like who didn't put in the same amount of hours as me do better than me? That was really hard for me, and I couldn't understand why I wasn't getting the results that I wanted. And so, um, about a year and a half ago, actually, my dad and I sat down, and we were kind of like, okay, like how, like I have the since then, but it's like nothing to where I felt like was possible for me. I was barely breaking surface of what I could do physically, and so I kind of had to sit down with my dad and be like, okay, what am I doing here? What's wrong? Like, why can't I like make break through these boundaries is when I've worked so hard and I'm so passionate about this sport and this is what I truly love to do, but here I feel so stuck in what I'm doing. And so we actually watched a Gary um, Vanderchuk video. He's like an entrepreneur, motivational speaker. And in the video, he like calls out this girl and all of her like fluffing and like how she's not truly committed and stuff. And so we kind of did like step-by-step, step, like we paused the video like every 30 seconds and kind of did that to me with what he was communicating. And that was the changing point. That was literally the point where I was like, oh my gosh, like, I am not the girl's, like, like, for me personally, like, I was born with no athletic ability, which is, like, weird to say, but it's like, I literally have no rhythm or anything. So every amount of athletic ability that I have now, like, I would say I'm a a good athlete now, I had to earn. And so it's kind of like having to be, I got really real with myself at this point with my dad to be like, okay, like, I am not perfect, I am not where I want to be, I am not, like, as um, gifted as some people and so I tried to be very real with myself and understand that and that was kind of the point where it's like oh this is what I need to do which is different than what anyone else needs to do and so I just had to like I guess get to grips with reality was really the point where it's like I'm not who I want to be right now but that doesn't mean I can't be.
0: Yeah, I think that's awesome. I love that you said that you got real with yourself. And I think that there comes a point in all of our struggles where we find, you know, it it just, you said that there was that moment. There's a moment where we say, okay, wait a minute, let me assess the situation and get real here. Um, And I think it's really interesting too, the comment that you make about, you know, kind of comparing yourself to others and their journey and the amount of training they had to do. Um, You know, this relates also to other people who might be going through a struggle in their life and see someone else breeze through it or seem to be doing fine. Of course, we never know what someone goes through behind closed doors because, you know, a lot of us don't talk about these things. But um, I I like that you bring that up. And I do, you know, I know the quote that comparison is the thief of joy. And I really believe that, you know, and it sounds like in this situation for you, HT, you realize too that, hey, I can't compare myself to other people. I am my my own self. I have my own unique needs, um, the own unique way I need to train. And I love that you broke out of that mindset of comparison and just decided to get real, focus on yourself, and do what you needed to do to really attain, reach your goal um, or progress towards it. So I think that's pretty awesome. Um, And it sounds like your dad was instrumental in that. He was one who really helped you break it down, break down your process, and, you know, focus on what you needed to focus on. Um, Were there other people who helped you along the way? Or was there someone who said something super powerful that you remember, HT, that stuck with you, whether it was your dad or someone else?
1: Um, honestly, my dad has been, like, the absolute pivotal point for me for track. Like, I would not still be throwing if it wasn't for him. Growing up, him, um, me and my sister have always been held to the standards. Like, if you have a dream, like, you deserve to go get it, and you should go get it. Like, so my dad, he's, like, known pretty locally as a coach. And, um, he actually coached my boyfriend as well. And he always jokes, my boyfriend, that, like, if you tell your dad, my dad, that you're going to do something, you better do it, like because he just holds you so accountable to what you say and what you want like there's no option to settle if you're like oh you know like I want to do like um like a 500 pound back squat at the end of this year if you fall short and get 450 it's like he's gonna call you out and be like what did you do like how can you get you there next like he's super super accountable and so because of that I've had to be like even in those struggles like he's like no like you said you wanted to like be a collegiate thrower. You said you wanted to qualify for this. Like, why wouldn't? Why are you putting yourself short? What's, like, so that accountability has honestly been like the reason I am where I am and have continued in this sport. Like, I love it and this passion for it. But without his like accountability, it would not be. I would not be where I am. So that's definitely. He's been like a very very big influence in my athletic career. And plus, he's been through it. He knows what I'm what I'm.
0: Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's amazing. I want to meet your dad. He sounds incredible. (laughs) And, (laughs) and, you know, and I think a piece of this, um, that, that people can take away that is fantastic is if you have a dream, you should go get it. That's rad. I love that, you know? Um, and I, yeah, I think that that message just would resonate for so many people. I mean, what's the barrier? Break it down and, like, figure it out and make it happen, people, right? Um, so, yeah,
1: exactly. yeah,
0: I love that. And your dad sounds like an awesome man. Um, so in the beginning, when you were kind of struggling with the, you know, falling short of the distance that you wanted and, you know, sort of not living up to your own um expectations for where you wanted to be is there something ht that you wish you had known at the time that you would tell yourself at that point in your training um some piece of advice that you wish you had known
1: um yeah actually i've like written a blog about this so i'm pretty psyched about this um so if i could like go back and like so there i know these exact i have it like in my heart and like my memory of like this moment where i didn't qualify for me that was like so important to me i had been like working for it all year, and I just was, like, sobbing at the track, which is so embarrassing to cry, but yeah, I was, just like, that overcome with just frustration, like, I was just so frustrated with myself and with the meet. and so I just started, that's when I really started to feel like I was, like, stuck and just, like, incapable of, like, being what I wanted, and so I wish that I would have known, like, it's part of the process to have to kind of, like, have those points, those low points, and it's part of the process to, like, learn, like, I just wanted myself to be great but if, you can't just snap your fingers and have that happen and I really wish I could go back and like tell myself like you're capable of like this journey you're capable of this recovery you're capable of like of, like you know like getting over this hump and so I really so that was a hard hard time for me to kind of like assess myself and be like what is wrong like what do I need to do here and then I would also like tell myself that like it's going to be worth it like I am so grateful that I pursued like persisted through those moments like track and field or javelin has been like some of the best experiences in my life I've met some of the most amazing teammates and I've just grown as a person so much in this sport that it's like I'm so grateful that I kept going even in those moments
0: that's awesome. Um, wow. What you just said, um, both of those pieces of advice are so powerful and meaningful. Um, I really like the part that you said about, you know, that you wish you would have known that it's really just part of the process to go through struggles, right? We can't, we can't instantly um, achieve our dreams. I I had another interview, someone said, you can't rush your destiny, and I thought that was really, oh, yeah. yeah, I thought that was really cool too. Um, and it's sort of in line with what you said. It's part of the process to experience tr- struggles and in the struggles, remembering you are capable, you are capable, you are capable, you, are capable, you know, that's really cool. I like Absolutely. that a lot. Um, and I like too, that you said it's not going to be easy, but it's going to be worth it. And, you know, I love that. I've always loved that quote. I didn't promise it would be easy, but it will be worth it. And I, you know, I love that that you feel that way that you, feel like it's brought so much to your life. And, you know, that's just a testament to how hard work and perseverance through struggles can have beautiful outcomes. And um, I I just think that's super cool. Um, Great. And so you kind of already offered it up with, with these two pieces of advice, but is there anything else in particular that you would like to offer up as a word of encouragement for other women who are um, struggling athletically or just struggling with something else in their life that you'd like to um, throw out there for them to persevere through their challenges?
1: Um, yeah, actually, I would say, like, it just comes down, like, to decisions, you know, like, I had to make a decision um, when I came to college that this is going to be about, every decision needs to be about, like, my dreams. I have a, such a blessed opportunity to be able to completely focus on myself at this time, and just, like, it comes down to, like, deciding what I eat is going to be based off my goals. Deciding what I listen to is based off my goals. Like, deciding who I hang out with is based off my goals, and just, like... To make that decision, like, okay, I'm to go back to the quote we started with. It's like to make the decision. I'm gonna do this until I reach my goal. You know, I think it's it's exciting and fun to get started on a journey, but to continue the journey until you get there, that's like not how I define greatness. I think that's just so incredible. Like, um, for example, I like to do a lot of like progress um videos on my um Instagram. So I recently posted one about pull ups, and so. In December of 2018, I couldn't do a single pull-up, and then six months later, I could do five, and it's like, there there's so many times, it's like, just barely half a pull-up, or just like, just barely three pull-ups, and then I just continued to go, and until I could get five, which was my goal, and so now I'm continuing, it. my goal is to get three by six um, pull-ups, and it's just like, to keep going until you get it, it's so hard, because you do encounter that failure that we've been talking about. But it's like keep going until you get your goal, and that's like just incredible. Like I can't even like that's just that's
0: the ultimate for me. I love that. I love you, H T. This is fantastic. This is such good stuff. You are so right. It comes down to decisions, um, and we're in control, right? I love that hashtag. I use yeah. it all the time. The hashtag um, you are the boss of your life. Um, I just think that that's like so powerful to remember because ultimately we are the ones who make the decisions. We are the ones who have to take control and we're the ones who decide if we let something knock us down and keep us down or if we stand up and we keep going, you know? Um, and so I think that just is super cool and I love it. And I also really like the piece too, that you talked about. It's always exciting to start a journey. It's exciting to set a goal and get going and you have all this energy. Um, but you know what? I mean, it really, it's really hard to finish. It's really hard to, to go through the hard times and the ups and downs that are going to come along that journey. And you're right. Um, just persevering and, and continuing to try until, until you reach the goal and beyond. Right. Um, I think, yeah, yeah, I think that that's, I I think that harnessing our ability to do that is, is something that's very special and something that we can all continue to work on for our entire lives, you know? Um, so I really love that. Awesome. Well, I have enjoyed so much having you on, obviously, <laughs> and so many Thank pieces. Thank you. This is great. I'm inspired now. I'm excited. <laughs> I know. It's so great. I love to get this out there. Um, onto the sound waves. Hopefully, we're going to reach someone, and they're just going to feel energized like we both do right now to go out and, you know, and and chase their dream, if they have their dream, that they're going to go get it, like your dad says. So um, if you would, I would love to tell folks how to follow you, because I know they're probably going to want to see some of these progress videos now. So can you share some information on how they can do that, HT?
1: Yes. So my Instagram is the handle at healthy underscore thrower. So you can find me on Instagram with that. I'm also on TikTok and Twitter with the same username, healthy underscore thrower. And then
0: you could find me on YouTube with just typing in Healthy Thrower. Awesome. So
1: yeah, that's my okay. Thing. All right.
0: I encourage everyone to go out and um, follow Healthy Thrower because clearly she's very inspirational. And um, I will leave you with this, listeners: um, Listen to HT, and remember, if you're ever questioning how long you should try, you should try until until you get there. Keep going. Don't give up. Because if you have a dream, you should go get it. And I know connected, we can rise.